0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascaly RibacyClib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascaly is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascaly Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascaly is right for you.
1: All right, hello everyone, and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host Chris Platty, and for the first time this year, I believe, right? The first time this year you're on the podcast, Will Gil. Uh, we're gonna have to fact check, but uh, I believe this is the second time. Oh yeah, wait, you were definitely on, you were definitely on something. As soon as I said that, I knew it was wrong.
2: Yeah, I know I came on here on the hip-hop side and said uh, the Kings were going to make the playoffs. Yeah. So, I know that was this year, and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry about that take.
1: Yeah, that wasn't any other year that you said the Kings were making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, um, things actually didn't turn out too, too well for your Kings. You know, they had a good season. But what do you think of the whole, like, real quickly, give me, like, your your quick take on, on the Kings firing Vladi – Promoting Vadi Devakar, like giving him more control, and then him firing Dave Yeager,
2: the coach that's giving you your best season in years. Look, I'm, first off, everything I say, I'm a Jada Kings fan. Uh, the Kings can't do anything else to hurt me more than I'm already hurt. So uh, <laughs> I'm at that point in my uh, fan career, and uh, I'll say this: in Vladi, we trust player. And I'll say this also, Dave Yeager, just on the fact that this is the best season we had in a decade plus. Come on, man. Give the man the goddamn extension. But um uh, lot we trust, we ride in, and I'm not mad at the Luke hire. So we're yeah. here now.
1: Yeah, Luke's a good hire. Um, Luke's a good hire for you guys. I'm I'm happy because I feel like he wrongly got canned for the Lakers job. And I'm just dying over the fact that Tyron Lue is a strong candidate to become the Lakers' next head coach. And they're just... <laughs> They're just determined to make it, at this point, the the, the Cleveland Cavaliers' West, essentially. So, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. And my Pistons aren't doing any better, man. They got thrashed last night by the
2: Bucs. Did Ooh. you see that? that was, uh, I was trying to watch the game, but the Bucks kept being up almost 50, so it's kind of <laughs> hard to pay attention. Very
1: true, very true, man. Uh, did you watch any of the other playoff games this weekend? Uh, I was kind of in and out with all of them, so not really. Damn, I actually sat through pretty much start to finish every dribble of the playoffs. Um it was it was it was a good weekend. It was a good it was a good weekend. Got some fun upsets in the first round. After seeing Philly and Toronto lose, I'm just like, "Damn, Detroit, damn. You could have had this. You could have had something good." But anyways, I digress. Let's get to what we're what what we're here to talk about, which is not a hoop talk pod. We still got to get you on one of those, by the way. We are here to recap the quarter one of 2019 in hip-hop now it's been a very very slow corner or quarter i should say and unfortunately we got to start with a, a somber note nipsey hustles passing he was murdered at, at his own clothing store on west Lawson, and now renamed nipsey hustle square nip was there to give his his friend new clothes before he went home to his family the man had just got out of a 20-year sentence. An argument between Nip and Eric Holder took place. Eric Holder was somebody who had uh, who had a previous relationship with Nipsey, and was to some extent, it's kind of unknown what it is. But they basically had a falling out, and the word was that uh, that Eric Holder was considered a, a a snitch, and so Nipsey was and so Nipsey was not allowing him in the area, and Nipsey didn't have his main security. So because Nipsey didn't have his main security, he was dealing with it himself. Um, so that's kind of like the uh, that that's kind of the story which led Eric Holder to come back and obviously shoot and kill Nipsey Hussle at this at at this point. That's all the facts we know of the case. Uh, Will, did you did you watch The Celebration of Life?
2: Uh, no, I just don't like being sad. So, you know, I just kind of mourn in my own way. I watched the, the, uh, the brother's speech, though, yeah. because I heard that was just, you know, speaking to people like us. So, I checked that one, and that was about it, and man, um powerful family I'll say that I could just tell just off the strength of the the brother's
1: speech yeah man i i i saw um I haven't seen everything from the from the tribute yet or the celebration of life, but I want to and uh and when I was watching the brother's speech, like you said, very powerful, very thoughtful and then and then what what kept blowing me me away was the the many clips of the mother the mother nipsey's mother was just the the unbelievable strength she had to like to be like i'm not sad like she she did not give off an ounce of sadness an ounce of an ounce of uh of just of pain she was just totally confident that nipsey's in a good place and that everything everything is happening the way and she even talked about uh, she even talked about the fact that like she had felt something not right in her spirit days before it happened just all these weird kind of signs and you know that that kind of that 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 her being as strong as she was to to with her own son being murdered just kind of w- was really like the was really the thing that gave me kind of some t- some type of hope because I had been feeling pretty down about this the the last like two weeks now since it's happened because it's just like, it just felt like, man, if anybody didn't deserve it, it was Nipsey. He made every right move in life, did everything the right way, and you know, and to still end this way was, was to me tragic and something I couldn't wrap my head around but you know, the mom kept saying that, his mom kept saying, you know he he's in a good place now, like don't be, ha- don't be sad because he's now in the in the best place in the world and he's now doing everything he wants to do because he's able to and so that was just a really cool cool moment from the celebration of life
2: yeah I think uh from the little bit that I seen from the mom she was pretty she was really living up to the title of uh, that funeral service it was a celebration of Nipsey's life and uh yeah Nipsey's mom definitely carried herself that way yeah, man, that was that was an incredible celebration of life so far
1: from what I've seen. I can't wait to see more. I can't wait to see the Snoop speech. I saw parts of it um, and, and parts of the children's speech. But what I, when I did the Nipsey Tribute podcast, I did that about, I think I recorded it two days after his passing. Um, with, with Spike on Deck TV, we were talking about Nipsey and all the things that he's done. So if you, so if you haven't heard that podcast, or if you haven't heard just other publications covering that, go check it out because, uh, because Nipsey was a lot more than a rapper, but we did, we did something where we talked about the records that if you didn't know Nipsey, this was how you got to know him. This was, uh, this was a good introduction to Nipsey so Spike and I gave a couple tracks and Will, I wanted to just quickly uh, just ask you if there's, you know, cause I know you're a big fan of Nipsey as well. Like what records uh, would you recommend somebody, somebody peep when they're, when they're getting to know Nipsey through obviously, uh, through obviously a past tense.
2: Okay. For me, uh, I'll just go to my first song that, um, Nipsey kind of grabbed me with. It was, um, it was on Bulletin Got No Name, the mixtape. And it's Nipsey Hustle, uh Hustle in the House. To me, uh, that record just brought back like my 90s feel of love of LA on the on that record. Like Nipsey brought that back. Like, it's not just the instrumental, it's like the way he raps on the record. It just sounds and it feels like authentic LA. And then that's what Nip was for his whole career. You know, he was authentic and um that record right there early on it's like you felt it right away. So if you have never heard that record, go peep that uh Nipsey Hustle Hustle in the house. Okay, okay, dope.
1: Yeah, see, I I'm glad you were I'm glad you were able to say that because to to be honest with you and I talked about this on the Nipsey tribute podcast, I was I was late to Nipsey. Like I had heard him through like the first time I remember hearing him was the was the fuck Donald Trump record with YG. And then and then I remember hearing uh the, the these kind of like tall tales about the hundred dollar mixtape and, and all of the things that he was doing. And so then I'd heard like a few loose records here and there, but mainly my real, real introduction was Victory Lap, and I and I and it was I was so blown away by it last year that I went and downloaded everything he had off that Piff, and I have it in my hard drive, and I just hadn't um, sat with it yet. So I'm I'm really glad that you were able to kind of give a a different perspective on Nip, because you know I'm I'm more of a more of a recent coming coming into Nipsey fan than. Than you who's, who's I know known him and big him for, for a while. So, so that's, so that's really cool that you were able to do that.
2: Right. And can I, uh, real quick, I just want to tell like a, a Nipsey fan story for myself. Do it. Go ahead. Um, when Nipsey was first coming up, uh, through the mixtapes, he was dropping, you know, the bullets ain't got no names. And then right. he got into like the marathon stuff. And, uh, a, a, a lot of that rap was about motivation Investing into yourself, uh, doing things that you said you was going to do. You know, sometimes it's easy to verbalize things and not go through it. Yeah. But um, when I was I was working at the warehouse at that time, and uh, I was playing poker on the side, and I wanted to make it my career. And when I was listening to these Nipsey, uh, Nipsey Hustle records, it helped me power through and study more, care more about poker, and now I play poker full time, and um, those Nipsey Hustle records, when I was listening to them, was a big motivating factor. So, man, shout out that man, Nip. Man, that that's so that's so cool, man.
1: Because honestly, you know, as as again a, a late Nipsey fan, like I felt that same inspiration in Victory Lap, and I can only you know I can only imagine I can only imagine like you know at a, at a different time because there's. There's always this special thing, right, of an artist that's, of of an artist that's just not, that's on the cusp of, of, of being, uh, of being commercial, of being successful, of being famous, but they're not there yet, and, you know, that message of motivation, that message of hunger, it's just, it's different when you're at that status, and, you know, with Victory Lap, when he's obviously an A-list star, he's Grammy nominated, he's this, he's that, he's everything, and, uh, you know, and and I still get extremely motivated by him, and and I'm glad you brought that up because with my podcast, you know, there's been there's been times when, to be totally honest, there's been times when I didn't really have uh where I started to lose some type of motivation to create the content, like uh, you know, it, is my is my podcast growing the way I want it to? You know, all all these questions, all these doubts, and then Nipsey was one of the artists that's like that that is that is really just instilled it in my mind that no, like, you got to go get it. If you really believe in what you're doing, then you got to push it and, you know, and, and the success like his interviews are amazing for that man. He talked about in interviews, you know, I'm only here because I never gave up. I don't think I'm the smartest person. I just think that I worked hard and that I didn't give up and that allowed me to get to where I want to get to. So in addition to the records, I'd like to also say that You know, do your research on Nipsey, Vector 90, all the stuff that he was doing, uh, all the stuff that he was doing across, across really the nation, but specifically in his neighborhood and his interviews too, like all of those things are just as important as Nipsey's music, if not far more. Right. Yeah. So, all right, let's, let's kind of, let's kind of move on to some, to some lighter stuff here. Um, Rest in, rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. Rest in peace, Nip. It's been a slow quarter for hip hop. You know, everyone seems to be gearing up for the summer. So we'll we'll save like the top albums for the next pod because truthfully there haven't been a lot of memorable hip hop albums or mixtapes yet. But uh but there have been there have been a few that I that I that I'm interested in. So Will Gill, I'll let you kick it off. Give me one album or mixtape that you just absolutely got interested in whether you loved it whether you hate it whether you had high expectations no expectations it came out of the blue you weren't even familiar like what was what was a project that in this quarter just grabbed you the most all right
2: let me just say this this quarter been slow as fuck dog slow <laughs> like, as uh, hell. uh it's hard for me you you gave me a lot of categories to play on and like i don't even know if all those categories got checked in this first quarter that's how slow it's been no, but 100%. Uh, but uh, one artist that I wasn't really checking for, but it, since it's been slow, it gave me the opportunity to listen to it. It was um, Boogie's uh, mm. album, Everything's For Sale. Uh, he's a rapper from L.A., Boogie. Um, I'll say this, like if you're pulling up the album and you never heard it, you'll see the album cover. And what's dope about it is the album cover goes hand in hand to like the tone and feel of the music. So that's pretty cool that you could just get that right off the rip. And then I would say the instrumentals on this album, they're like subtle, but at times they could be moody. And uh, I think what keeps bringing me back to these uh, to these songs on Everything Is For Sale is Boogie's POV and his writing is, is interesting as fuck to me. Because it comes off as honest, at times it's emotional, but it always comes from a place of strength. And I like that balance that he showcased on this album. So uh, Boogie, everything for sale. I'm glad I checked this one out. Probably one of my favorite albums of the year so far. That's interesting, man, because that's a record that I'll be
1: quite honest with you. I haven't fully set yet. It's been in my deck for the longest. I've heard records off of it. Um, I've probably heard 75 to maybe even 100% of it, but not my full undivided attention. And from what I've heard I've liked, I just have it I just have not circled back yet for, for whatever reason despite it being a slow quarter. so I should probably do that before things pick <laughs> up. but um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely have that on my list. To me, the one and there's a few there's a few things that I really like, but to me the one that just far and away had the highest expectation was two Chains album rapper, go to the League. And Will Gill, I just want to ask you I just want to ask you this question because I don't I don't know the answer. I feel I, I have an analogy to make after I after I give this to you. But was Two Chain's Record a disappointment? Oh uh, yeah.
2: It was? To me it was. It, it wasn't uh to me it was a step back from other uh, pretty girls like trap music. See, man, I don't know because like
1: because i i really liked pretty girls like trap music i did a lot and if you have to ask me which album i think is better i'd probably i'd probably lean that one but but everyone keeps telling me this is a disappointment but i'm not necessarily disappointed i mean i guess i am to an extent because i had such a high standard i expected better than pretty girls like trap music and i definitely didn't get that but uh you know this kind of reminds me of like like, of like Anderson Pax Oxnard, like everybody thinks that record's a disappointment, but I really really enjoy that record, and I feel the same way about this Two Chains. Like I I'll agree that Oxnard isn't Malibu, and and you know and and rapper go to the league is not pretty girls like trap music, but I don't feel dissatisfied. You know, like I don't know, it's it, it's kind of we it's kind of a weird situation that I'm in with that record where I enjoy a lot of the records off of it. Um, but at the same time, I'm not returning to it as much as pretty girls like trap music. And I'm also, I also just don't think it had the the same quality that, that, that had, that, that, that record had.
2: Yeah. For me, it's, it's an album thing. Um, do I like songs on both of those albums, Oxnard and, um, rapper go to the league. Yeah. I like songs that I go back to, but. I don't I never have the feeling like I want to go back and bump the album from front to beginning. Okay. And uh with Pretty Girls Like Trap, like I, I enjoyed that album to where it was had a front to back slap. Okay. But these uh these songs on uh his new album to me those are uh straight to playlist records.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel that. Yeah, that's a good point. I like the way you put it because that actually describes exactly how I, how I feel that you know those aren't albums that I would listen to front to back, but they, but they definitely have their records that I thoroughly enjoy. So that that was a good way of putting it. Also, one more thing I want to just, I want to just run by you uh, quickly. Offset had the best solo album of the right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no
2: uh, he had the most interesting things to say, and I'll just say this: uh, I don't want, I don't want no more solo albums from them.
1: I'm here for another offset, but that's it. I enjoyed yeah. offsets thoroughly that production was was different um like you said he had things to say more than more than the other migos uh i thought the features were were cool i i really thought that that was a that was a great album that might i don't know where i'm ranking albums yet but that's near the top for me of this of this quarter i just wanted to oh, put wow. that out there i just want to put See, that on. out there because i i think going into it like if you had to rank like before the solo albums dropped, like everyone expected, Quavo's to be the best. I feel like there was the least
2: amount of interest for an Offset solo, right? He he's been coming up though. I think because of the disappointments of the uh, Quavo one, it kind of kind of allowed uh, this Offset one to even shine even more. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know, man. It's just an interesting record. Uh, it's just an interesting record. And another low key super fire one I want to mention: Big Crits TDT. Uh, that one's that one's really dope. That one sat I sat with for a minute and grew.
2: But well, you know what's a uh, dope one? Ahead. I like to just kind of throw on and uh, yeah, nod my head to is that Dripper Drown Two by Gunna. Mm. Uh, the flows are just always crisp. You know you're gonna get that with every Gunna project. But uh, I like I like the instrumentals on there. I don't really think there's much there to like grab onto unless you're a real Gunna fan. But uh, perfect music just to put on and uh, nod your head to. So check out that Gunna Dripper Drown Two if you just want to vibe out.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. Like, it's a record that you just kind of vibe to that you don't really, you don't really dig for. And I think that's why I haven't returned to it much. But, but I I agree with that statement. That it's like that's a dope record to vibe to. Let's look at let's look ahead to some upcoming releases before. So this is all stuff that could potentially happen before the next quarter pile, which is which is going to be in like probably June ish. Um, so Schoolboy Q. Sometime before Khaled, likely he's already started a press run a little bit. He's done Jimmy Fallon. He's dropped two songs. I don't know if "Num Num Juice" is a record cut or if that's or if that's just like a like let me grab your attention. Uh, then then Dreamville's "Revenge of the Dreamers" three Cole said it was going to drop in April. He said that in like February or March. So again, we'll see. Big Sean started his rollout. No date or lead single yet. But he's been active, he's been posting on Instagram, he's been performing at shows, he's been, you know, leaking snippets, all that stuff. DJ Khaled's uh, May 17th father of Assad, that rollout expected to get amped up in the next week or two, uh, because that's going to be a big machine, Khaled is Khaled. Um, YG going to drop April 12th, or was going to drop April 12th, but push it back due to Nipsey's, uh, Nipsey's passing, he said sometime in May it will drop games born to rap seems to be getting close he's he's playing snippets he's doing his game trolling tactics all that stuff so an album's definitely on the way oh and i do want to mention right before we recorded this podcast schoolboy q dropped the news that his album uh crash what is it crash test i think or crash let me look it up uh crash talk four twenty six. so next week a week from or a week from thursday i should say okay so yeah so that's so that is coming so he did announce the album um so of of those that i listed schoolboy q uh dreamville revenge of the dreamers 3 big sean dj khaled eternal attack by Lil uzi yg uh game games born to rap i mean of those projects all potentially coming before before june before the end of june what do you what do you expect or are you, what are those are you looking forward to the most
2: I say my three, my three. Give me those as soon as you can, please. As uh, the Schoolboy Q album, uh, the DJ Khaled album, and then the the Uzi album. And uh, those are those are three I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, to me, the Q Q is just an interesting artist to me. DJ Khaled always got them hits. Uh, I like when his albums just sound like the the whole Billboard charts. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Uzi, Uzi is always doing something fun, and interesting, and a little weird, which uh, I'm always watching, and I like that. And then the rest of the stuff, um, if it comes, it comes. I will check it when it drops, but I'm not really doing too much research for the on the way. And uh, I just want to say, I hate the way Game roll out his albums.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too, man. As a huge Game fan, like you don't need that, bro. You're such a talented rapper. Yeah, like, so not. I- I don't know, man. Like he, he just he clings to things, man, and it like, and and it just really, it just really starts to bother me. Like the whole like going at Joe's wife or fiance, I should say, like yeah. all that shit. And it, like, and
2: it's like, fam, fifty do it way better. So <laughs> just stop. <laughs>
1: true, man. True. True. One hundred percent. You're not checking for well. I know you said you'll peep it, but you're not. You're not super geeked for Big Sean. It's been two years.
2: Over, two uh, years. I'm not going front. I just feel I'm just not a huge Big Sean fan. Uh, I never think his music is bad, but for some reason, I just never really connect with him.
1: I know you know you know Will. Gil. Two years ago, I was I was texting you like crazy trying to get you to hype hop on that Big Sean van wagon.
2: <laughs> and since we was talking about like mixtapes earlier, especially about like the Nipsey stuff, it made. What's funny is I liked. Uh, I only famous Big Sean a lot. That that was my favorite version of Big Sean when he was like the little punchline rapper. But now, like, his emotional shit to me, maybe it's because I liked him as a punchline rapper. And so when he makes these kind of emotion-packed records now, I'm just like, what is this?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm super geeked for Big Sean. If I had to pick three, uh, it's Q, Big Sean, and Eternal Take by, by Minnie Wayne, Lil Uzi. Bro, I, I I'm so all in on Lil Uzi, bro. There's stories about him having just these crazy ass rap records, and man, I think that if he decides to rap, he can blend he can blend like pop and rap so well. Like like he can honestly be like a a new Lil Wayne to me. Like not not that I don't think you can ever reach that height. I don't th- that height of success is just crazy, but he could definitely do like a a light version of that. So I'm super excited for that. Super excited for game. I've always loved his music. YG, I'm I'm interested in Khaled. Khaled, I didn't care for the last one, Grateful at all. Like that was super super boring to me. But you know, Khaled is Khaled is like the fantasy the fantasy version of fancy basketball version of a uh, of hip hop where he could just mix and match and like put things together in a laboratory. And and so I'm always interested to see what he cooks up with that. Dreamville is gonna be super fun. So I'm I'm looking forward to all of them, but one thing I want to ask you: What's your thoughts on Q's Chopsticks
2: record with Trav? Uh, I I don't listen to any records until the album drops. I try to avoid them, so I haven't heard it. Oh, so you haven't heard it at all? Oh, I haven't even heard uh, Num Num Juice outside the little clip that uh, he put up on the uh, Twitter. Hmm. Damn.
1: Damn. Yeah, man. I'd be, hey, be holding that, on.
2: That's good restraint,
1: man. I I try mm-hmm. to show that sh- same restraint. You know me. But uh, but I didn't with Q, and man, I I really wanted to have a conversation to you about chopsticks because I, I I won't have it with you now because I I definitely have some strong thoughts on that on that record, but damn it, yeah yeah we'll, we'll, we'll you can we'll share table your thoughts
2: that. though if you want,
1: okay well my thoughts real quickly are just so I can get out to to my listeners is uh I'm I'm concerned about this Q album now, I'm Yikes. concerned. I I I don't think Chopsticks is it. Like it grows on me a little bit each time, and it's I guess become passable. But I don't know. It just it seems like it seems like it was just like it seems like the rollout. Everything about this album just seems to have been falling a little flat. Like they like Schoolboy Q debuted Chopsticks with with Travis's vocals, so the world knew Travis was on it, but Travis wasn't there on the on the show. I don't know if that was like a scheduling conflict or they or if they were c- trying to go for that surprise factor to get everybody buzzing but people didn't really buzz the, like the record didn't take off like that and you know he's dropping a music video and i don't know if you know i don't know maybe q's going trying to go like a like a mainstream route like i don't know i'm kind of worried if that if that if that record was supposed to be his his humble his you know his his lead single is his main moment uh, i just i just have a little bit of concern between that and the rollout but I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just overreacting because I'm sensitive to Schoolboy Q. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> but, yeah, that's kind of
2: my thoughts on that. I, I'll say this to uh, the point you're making. Um, it's not like all of his albums are great. So, What don't you like from him? You listen to Habits and Contradictions front to back. It's been a while. So, so <laughs> I, I guess that answers that question. And then, like, Oxymoron, like, uh, when you were talking about, like, oxymoron to me sounds like a whole bunch of like q records that he's trying to create to go mainstream and like those records on that album just really makes it hard for me to run through that album front to back even though like i enjoy it but those records sometimes just throw off the album for me so much that i never give it to a front to back listen but blank faces flames blank faces is flames i would
1: definitely agree with you there all right, so a little bit of a little bit more speculation will give, cuz you know this is the stuff I love. I love to do deep digs. So just some other shit that I just want to run by you. Um G-Eazy's gearing up for an album. He starts tweeting about Lil Wayne vocals are in all that stuff. On, on his DJ Khaled shit. Chance says he's got one coming in July. He dropped a track with Lil Yachty. Drake announced on his tour that he's working on an album, so you know he's aiming for the summer. With the Soul albums out the way, I can see them aiming for the summer as well. Cole has his own album slash mixtape he's been working on for a minute. Damn was two years ago. Should we be expecting another Kendrick? Is Kanye coming back with music? He seems active with his music and his Sunday service thing he's got going on. Jay-Z's hair is still growing. Is he still in album mode? (laughs) There's no word on Gambino, but we now know that he spent all of 2018 fighting his label over royalties. So that explains why the album was delayed, and him doing Coachella and remaining active, I think is a sign that the album's coming. I mean, all of these things are just total speculation, off the wall to me. I mean, what, what's realistic? What's and what's just and what's just out of this world to you? Like, is it crazy to see another Jay Z album?
2: I don't know, man. You was just running down a pretty tough little list. Like, uh, you kept sparking my interest over and over. I kept forgetting <laughs> about the last thing you said. But a uh, Jay Z, yes, I would definitely uh, take another Jay Z album. But again, I- I'm I'm not sure what Jay Z's rapping about at this point. Do you? Yeah, I don't know what he
1: has to say. I mean, he's done his thing.
2: Yeah. So we'll see. You know, he is Jay Z. So what makes him him makes him him, and yeah. uh, we couldn't come up with nothing, but maybe Jay Z can
1: yeah that's that's true that's true there's definitely a level of difference between us and Hope. uh what about Kendrick man it's been it's been two years Dan was officially two years old like as of like this week I think uh so Kendrick 2019 is it is it time to expect him or
2: uh what? does he get does he get credit for uh, Black Panther or wasn't that I last he, year I, yeah I think he does I so mean, he curates it so I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we got another year for Kendrick
1: yeah yeah, that kind of that kind of seems like my feelings as well. So I don't know, man, we could get we could get a lot um, everywhere I'm hearing everywhere. I'm, all the conversation I'm having is that the summer is going to be huge. It's going to be even they're, they're trying to make it even bigger than last summer. Uh, you know, I'm wondering if Kanye tries to bring back his whole good music thing where he's like where he, where he has like where he has like five albums in five weeks. That was a fun moment even though there was like so many delays and it was such a mess. That was a fun moment. I'm really, really excited that, Will Gill, by the time we hit quarter two podcast, I think things are going to hit the fan for, for this year in
2: music. Uh, I'll say this, because of quarter one, it got nowhere to go but up from here. <laughs> <laughs> very true, my friend, very true. Uh, not, not
1: rap question, not rap question here, but I do want to just hit you real quick. Have you sat with that Anderson
2: back yet? Uh, no, I keep going through the first four records and then just keep going back to the first four records and just keep going back to the first four (laughs) records. So eventually I make it through the album, but I I do like the first four records. (laughs) Yo, that Brandy
1: record is insane near the end.
2: You got it. Oh, I got to it. Yeah. I just keep going back to the three stacks. It was like, I'll get like two songs away from the three stacks verse and then just go back. (laughs) Those first
1: three are phenomenal. Spoke Three Stacks, Smokey, and then Layla Hathaway. Oh, my God. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's where I'm stuck at. All right. For sure. Well, thank you, Will Gill. I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. It was fun. Quarter one was a bust, but this podcast was a success. <laughs> um thank thank you everyone thank you everyone for tuning in if you're just listening to this podcast for the first time via will gill he has his own podcast the hip-hop review podcast thank you for thank you for coming and if you're listening to my podcast and you somehow by this point do not know will gill you obviously haven't been listening that long but will gill tell them where you can find all your all your
2: content because you have an excellent podcast as well oh thank you um i'm, I'm a podcaster as well So uh, you can find me on Hip Hop Review Podcast. Just search us. We're pretty much on all platforms except for Spotify. So don't search us over there. And uh, (laughs) um, real quick before we head out, I just want to say, last night I went to a show in San Francisco, uh, rapper Smino. And yo, this motherfucker flamed that shit. And so I say that to say, um, if you a Smino fan and he's coming to your city, Trust me, go see him. It's worth the price of admission. It's not that much. It's not like he's the biggest artist in the world right now. So go see him right now. And uh if you're not a Smiño fan, uh, check out his check out his music. It's pretty tight.
1: Yeah, Smiño's dope. Smiño's one that I think you put me onto it last year. Yeah. I know a lot of people were telling me to check that. So so yeah, that that's a, that's dope. um I don't know if he's come to Detroit yet, but if he hasn't if he hasn't hit Detroit yet on his tour, I'll. Uh, i'll definitely peep do you know if he like started his tour or is finishing it i think
2: he's like on the second leg but i think his second leg is like the american tour so um Mm. i don't know just uh if you if you you run across it trust me it's worth going to see all right man take take that advice from take that Mm -hmm. advice from will gill (laughs)
1: and remember in the kings we trust (laughs) and vladi we trust right yes (laughs) all right thank you will Gill, for coming out man i appreciate you all right thanks
2: man